еще. Good morning, good afternoon, and good whatever time it is. Welcome to another episode of Trebentine, the podcast in which you, you get to hear the thoughts, feelings, and emotions from an 18-year-old high school senior being affected by the coronavirus. Today's episode, we will have a special guest, a old-time legend, um, classmate, class of 16 from Liberty North High School, currently going to Mizzou, Mac Newton on. Um, he's going to join the call anytime this second, but right now... You know, life's not too bad. Um, we just finished, or this is the end of the first week of, um, whatchamacallit, online school. A lot of my teachers are happy. A lot of them are excited, but they're also starting to figure out how much work we need to actually do and what we can do. And they are starting to figure out that we can do more homework. And a lot of people are, a lot of my teachers are joining and it's just not good vibes, man. So I think Mac is actually in this call right now. So let's open this up. Mac, how you doing today, man? Hey, what's up, man? How you doing? Great, great. I'm chilling, bro. Um, So, you know, I mean, you would you like to introduce yourself real quick? Just give everyone a quick heads up on who you are of course sure uh can you see me okay though yeah everything looks good i'm trying to get you on the stream right now okay perfect yeah sure uh my name's mac 
Uh, I heard Trev give me a little introduction there. Yeah, him and I know each other from debate in high school. Uh, like he said, I debated for Liberty North. I do now go to Mizzou, but uh, not physically Mizzou anymore. Now I go to my home in Liberty, Missouri and just do online classes, which is a weird transition, which I'm sure we'll get to. But yeah, college student and friend of Trevor. That's my role in today's show. <laughs> I like that. All right. So you're on you're on video now. Um, so I guess we could just dive into it. How has Corona affected you personally? Yeah, so personally, um, I'm back home now, back in Kansas City. Um, yeah, so basically my life second semester had been uh, doing mock trial, um, working at the library at the Mizzou Library, it's called Ellis Library, and then um, school, of course, going to classes and everything. And uh, all three of those things have stopped. So I'd say it's impacted me pretty heavily. Um, I've been doing some online classes, but we are in our spring break week right now, actually. So I don't have anything going on this week. Uh, but last week we did some experimenting with Zoom and a few other features. Uh, the provost started out telling instructors to do Zoom and just have normal class meetings. But I think they kind of changed what they're looking for. And now it's all gonna be asynchronous platform stuff. So voice threads, audio recordings, things like that. So it's going to be different even after we get back from break a, a few weeks after this all started. Hmm. Now, was there like a reason given why you guys are going away from Zoom? You know, I just think it's different for people to all be synchronized at the same time. Basically, uh, Internet access differs. Time zones differ. Uh, it's probably just easier, especially when you consider the fact that Mizzou has a lot of entry level courses with north of four or 500 students uh, that are enrolled in those entry-level courses, it would be really hard to execute a Zoom properly with all those people, I think, logged on. And I mean, one person starts talking, the image shifts to them. Uh, it would be a huge distraction with like four or 500 kids. So I think a university the size of Mizzou, I mean, the two classes I did it for had maybe like 30 and 25 people in them respectively, because I'm kind of in the later stages of my college education. So the classes are a lot smaller, but yeah, four or 500 kids, just not possible. So I understand the, the desire for asynchronous stuff. But then of course the concern becomes, are students gonna, when they're not held responsible for meeting at a certain time, uh, have the discipline and the wherewithal to go back and you know read through the different computer files and locate the lecture for that day and read it on their own time or listen to it. I don't know, I'm skeptical. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I assume you've, maintain your level of discipline from high school and you know i mean if all these teachers are moving to this uh i guess record and then publish how how have you been maintaining a, a proper routine without like derailing yourself yeah so like i mentioned uh this is the spring break week so this has been nice for me to to kind of familiarize myself with things that teachers are posting in advance we've gotten a couple lectures for next week when we reconvene quote unquote, academically. Um, but yeah, I, I've been able to read through a couple of those. Um, each teacher is kind of kind of do something different, you know, especially at the college level, there's a lot of freedom and autonomy for these teachers. So I've got a couple that are doing voice threads where it's just audio stuff and a couple that have done pre-recorded lectures uh, where they just set up a webcam and kind of talk into the, to the computer. Um, it's hard for a couple of classes because uh, a couple of my classes have more of like a Socratic kind of meeting. 
um, especially some of the upper level poli sci classes that I'm in. Uh, most of it, I'd say like 60, 70% is the students talking with each other about readings. And obviously that's no longer possible if you're not doing a Zoom thing, if it's all asynchronous. So I'm interested to see how that's gonna work out. But like you said, man, it is all about maintaining the routine. Uh, I've let it slip a little bit, sleeping in and everything over spring break, but uh, I'll make sure to get back on track. And uh, what major are you following right now? I'm a political science major and an econ minor. Mm, so what, what's your ultimate goal um, post-college? Oh, I'll be headed to law school. Right on, man. So um, I guess getting into like a kind of an emotional side, whenever you first heard that, heard that Mizzou wasn't having classes and everything would be online, uh, what, what were your feelings right at, at that moment? And it just felt so surreal, you know? Um, yeah, there were, there were a couple schools around the country that canceled before we did. And I just remember sitting in class the day that things first got postponed. And especially when you're going to a college as massive as Mizzou and you just see like tens of thousands of students walking around every day, it almost feels like an invincible process, if that makes sense. You know, there are just so many people relying on it, um, not just students, but also there are like thousands of workers um, from the chancellor of the system all the way down to like minimum wage workers in the cafeteria who rely on the system operating to like stay viable financially. So you just kind of never felt like it was going to happen. And then when they made the decision, initially it was, I believe, a two week postponage of classes. And that was like stunning. And then after that, a couple other colleges around the country canceled. And I was like, man, Mizzou being the size that it is like, and getting the state funding, it's gonna have to take cues from these other big universities. So, I mean, I was expecting it, but I, I honestly feel it's the same way in high school, but I feel for the seniors um, in college too, um, especially because, you know, when you're in a different location than where you live normally or where you resided for high school, there are a lot of people who have made strong friendships over the last four years of college who just might never see those friends again, period, because they have no reason to go back to that location, which is just, I mean, that's really sad for a lot of people. I've got some friends from the mock trial team who are in that same boat. It's going to be hard to see them again. So it's tough, man. Mm. Yeah, that, it is tough. And especially even in, being a senior in high school, it's it's tough because we, we miss all our spring sports. We're missing quite a bit. Um, yeah, I was, uh, I was at, I was at debate districts hoping to, hoping to judge a round or two, um, Will and Blake, I kind of scanned their cases for them and, and gave them a few suggestions. Uh, they've had an awesome year. A lot of folks from the team had, so I was really hoping me and, uh, I'm sure you remember Cami Smith. Mm -hmm. She, uh, she was there too. We were going to get a few rounds of judging in and I was hoping to watch Will and Blake in a round. And then in the middle of the tournament news came through that the NSDA was no longer going to honor the results from that weekend in an effort to kind of disincentivize people from continuing the tournaments even though we were already like a round or two in and man I'm just devastated for those kids especially because remembering how much that meant to me my senior year of high school um, going to nationals and how badly I wanted to bring home North's first round of, of nationals trophies if we would have never even gotten the opportunity to do districts or it would have been stopped halfway through that would have been devastating. So yeah, man, I feel for I feel for those kids for sure. Now, you being a senior and then you're missing out of mock trial also. Is there anything else you're missing out on? No, you're uh, not a senior. Actually, you're a junior. I'm my bad. A junior. Yeah. I'm actually a junior. Yeah. Um, but mock trial, 
Yeah, definitely missing out on that. That's that's been really tough. That was kind of the the, the next platform for me after debate that I've really really gotten to enjoy, and you know it's more it's more topical professionally too because you learn a lot of the procedure that you'll do as a, as a practicing attorney. So missing out on that has been really rough. Um, I also do like an intramural basketball league every every spring. You know, it's not as serious. We we play one game a week and uh, we try to get together for like one practice, but just my routine, like the rec at Mizzou, I'm there pretty much every day playing basketball. Uh, it's kind of how I like to stay in shape these days and, and some tennis occasionally. It's starting to get nicer outside. But yeah, obviously can't play any basketball because that requires a lot of, you know, bumping and contact and things that are just not advisable <laughs> during a pandemic. So I'm missing that. Um, yeah, just the, the library too. Like I work there, like I mentioned, uh, it's been like my source of income for the last two semesters and that closed down. I was going to go back. They had the library open for a few weeks. Um, I was going to go back to Columbia and just do my school from home and then work at the library at night. And then they ended up issuing an order like four or five days ago that all on-site work that's not like essential medical work is to be to be canceled. So that includes my desk job at the library, unfortunately. Do you know at the library, are they like disinfecting everything? Yeah. Oh, yeah. They're, they're going through in deep cleaning. Yikes. So I, I assume they're doing that with the re like all of the campus, too. Yeah, that is true. And, and I will say that's that's one benefit for like the custodial staff and, and those lower wage workers who rely on Mizzou being open um, to stay financially viable because it's them that are going through and, and doing the disinfecting and the cleaning. So that, that's one good thing that not everyone who um, is reliant on paycheck to paycheck support from the university is immediately cast out into the cold. You know, these people have several weeks, hopefully a month or two uh, during the semester where they'll, where they'll be making their normal wage, which I'm pleased with. You know, I, I would hate to, I mean, if, if you're on campus every day, you see there are hundreds of like cafeteria workers, custodial workers, a lot of like grown adults who rely on the, the, the university operating for their livelihood. So my primary concern is not even these students, it's it's the people working. No, I guess we can get a little political with this. Do you think the, the relief package could as provide some sort of assistance during this time? Um, you know, it's, it's definitely gonna provide some assistance. Um, it's kind of like a Band-Aid on a bullet hole, really. Um, yeah, I, it's, a, it's a lack of a better alternative that I would have trouble coming up with. You know, it just seems, it seems like a simplistic approach just to, oh, we're having trouble having businesses open. So let's pass a $2 trillion stimulus package and throw thousands of dollars at people. Um, if you know me politically, that's not really my stance at all. I take more of a libertarian approach. I'm not a big fan of government assistance and support in most cases, um, but it definitely feels like something of that magnitude is warranted in this case. Because like I said, this is kind of an unprecedented time. Um, and a, a lot of people who are being the most affected are those low wage workers. So on principle, I don't love to see it. But when I think about all the good that it's going to do for people, hopefully, and hopefully the fact that it's not going to become a crutch that's relied upon, like in the future, hopefully it's a one off. Um, then, yeah, I, I think it, it's something that had to happen. Hmm. So, so you, you talked about this being a uns precedented circumstance mm -hmm. do you believe what the trump administration is doing is 
adequate for combating something as serious as a global pandemic? I mean, it's so tough, man, because we're talking about an unprecedented circumstance with this pandemic. Trump is an unprecedented president. So, I mean, as of right now, their response that, 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 that they've been leading, yeah, I think they're doing fine. Um, I'm a little bit disappointed by the complacency at the beginning of this pandemic because we really could have got out ahead of this in, in a way that was much more on top of things than we ended up doing. Uh, we we're playing catch up. I mean, I'm sure you've seen the news. I know you've been keeping up pretty heavily, but we just passed China and Italy for the most confirmed cases in the world yesterday from what I read. And, you know, a lot of that, you shouldn't get too wrapped up in the confirmed cases count because testing methods differ and, and the plentifulness of the tests also differ. But for what the administration's done, let's say like the last week or two weeks, I can't be that upset, you know, especially when you're judging it, when it's a Trump administration, you have to kind of view it in a different lens than you would view an Obama or a Bush or any of his uh, precedents administrations. So for a Trump administration where competence can sometimes be a concern, I think they've been doing what's necessary for the past couple of weeks. Nice. I like that take. Um, I guess one more question or I got two more questions for you, but one more that kind of ties in with this. Sure. How long do you think the coronavirus will impact us, especially with the, the whole quarantine situation going on? Like, what's your stance on that? Yeah, that's the million dollar question. Um, big business. And um, I mean, you know, as a guy who's, who's been involved in DECA and stuff, that, that's really what makes the country tick. And it's a powerful motivator. I'm afraid that some of those factors are going to become overwhelming. Um, so if the question is, when is my prediction as to when things will start to go back to normal and these kind of uh, nationwide bans on people gathering will, will dissipate, I think it's earlier than it should. Um, I'm just as antsy as anybody else, but I recognize the need to kind of um, keep people from themselves, essentially. And in a capitalist society that I think the idealism of capitalism serves us really well 99% of the time, but when a pandemic's happening, that is the one time where things get a little troubling, you know, because people have to gather, there has to be production, there has to be consumption. And yeah, things kind of stall. And if those wheels aren't greased, I think we'll, our hand will kind of be forced. Trump mentioned wanting to reopen things by Easter, which is extremely ambitious. You know, I've been listening to a couple of the podcasts you've been doing, a couple of the shows. And uh, I heard Jed say the other day that he thought it would be until July. Man, um, <laughs> I don't think that's unrealistic, or at least until July is what we should be doing. You know, like I said, I think there are other factors that are going to kind of catalyze a uh, resumption of, of normalcy earlier than we should. And I think we'll probably see an uptick in cases and, and unfortunately deaths as a result. But yeah, that, that would be my prediction earlier than we should. Awesome. Yeah, I, I like that optimistic-ish take on that. Yeah. And I guess my, my last question for you today is, uh, you know, I'm a fitness guy, you're a fitness guy, right. MSN Fitness Gram, with mm -hmm. all the gyms being canceled or closed, really, how's that impacted you? Yeah, that's a really good question. Um, so in my basement, I have a, a, a squat rack and a bench. So both of those, obviously, as you know, there's a lot of things you can do with just a barbell and some free space. And I've got a few, a few free weights down there too. 
Um, so a lot of what I do, um, so I have a, a torn labrum in my right shoulder that I tore uh, junior year of high school playing tennis. And so a lot of normal movements that people would incorporate in a fitness routine without injury, I'm not able to do. Like um, I lay down on the ground for bench because my elbow can't exceed 90 degrees. Um, I can't do like shoulder cleans. I can't do uh, military press. So a lot of what I do is already pretty modified. And thankfully, I'm not super reliant on the equipment at gyms. Um, the, I, I'm sure you've been to, to Norterre uh, in Liberty. I love that place. Whenever I'm home, I try to go there every day, which obviously I'm not able to do. So that's kind of tough. Um, I do have a basketball hoop in my driveway. So to kind of take the place of the cardio that I got running five on five at, at Mizzou, I've been uh, doing a lot of hooping in the driveway just to stay busy. So don't worry, you'll see, you'll see plenty more posts on the fitness gram, even in quarantine. I'll, I'll keep it coming. Right on, man. Yeah, that's uh, at MSN underscore fitness gram, right? Yes, sir. Awesome. Well, Mac, I appreciate you coming on today. Love hearing yeah, your thoughts. Yeah, man, just real quick, I wanted to say uh, that I've, I've made sure to watch a few shows. I really like what you're doing. Keep it up. Uh, you know, I, people don't say it to you enough, probably on the show, because you're always the one kind of initiating the questions and everything, like a good interviewer should. But man, I've loved watching it. Um, keep it up. I've gone through and watched a bunch of different videos at, at times over the years. You know, since I graduated, the debate trips and stuff that you vlogged have been really fun to watch. And uh, you just do a great job on here, man. So keep it up. I'm really impressed with what I'm seeing. Thanks, dude. I, I really appreciate that. I, um, you know, it, it's, it's always hard to return, return a thanks. But yeah, I appreciate that, dude. Of course, bro. I appreciate you having me on. I'd love to do it again sometime. Yeah, maybe maybe in a couple months whenever uh, things hopefully level out a little bit more. Absolutely, man. And, and I'll, I'll stay a viewer in the time being. Thanks, dude. Appreciate it. All right. See you, boss. All right, man. You have a good one. Wash your hands. I will. And that was the legend himself, Mac Newton. Um, I knew him from debate my freshman year. And yeah, he's he's always been a legend. And uh, yeah, yeah, I was, I'm so glad I got to, to talk to him, especially uh, on a Zoom meeting. I got to figure out a better way so I'm not like just staring at the side of the screen. Because the way my setup is right now, it's like I have a monitor here, obviously a monitor here, and then another monitor here. And I'm like, keep looking at this screen. Maybe I can move the camera to face this way. So I'm like looking at the screen, looking at you guys. I don't know. I'll figure it out pretty soon. But uh, yeah, I, I always appreciate that, Mac. And uh, that was good. He did hit on a sensitive topic. And that was the Norterra closing down. I live there every day, man. And uh, uh, pretty soon, I think either this weekend or next week, I'm going to do a, a fitness podcast with a couple other people. Um, a lot of my bodybuilder friends that are like huge. And I just wanted to talk about how they've, modified their workouts to fit and um do their part with this quarantine so yeah so uh now we're on the second part of the show where we talk about today's headlines um headlines of course are always scrolling in the bottom corner of your screen and this is all from the new york times i might start needing to switch up the news sources i just do this because they have this whole quarantine live update um the corona outbreak and i just it's really convenient just to see the top headlines because it's like here's what you need to know and then they'll have the clickbaity headlines so i'll definitely look around um my goal with this podcast is make it as best as i can um you know i you've probably noticed the last two have been video podcasts so i've been trying to change things up make things a little better and um yeah hopefully whenever we get more people on it can just look a lot better so uh 
Yeah, here's today's headline. It says Trump lashed out at lawmakers who's threatening to delay passage of relief bill. I mean, of course, it's going to happen. Uh, like Mac was saying, this is an unprecedented president, and his whole administration's different than what we've seen in the past. And you know, if he's lash lashing out, um, yeah, because he's trying to help the people, and. If you're trying to delay something that could potentially help someone, especially um, one where Donald Trump's name would be on it, he's going to get upset with you. He uh, he tends to get very emotional when it comes to the, his politics and stuff. So the next one is after expressing doubts uh, about need for more ventilators, Trump pushes industry to do more. That's good. He's doing his part. Um, like I said a couple days ago, he was uh, going to enact the, the wartime power to increase production, which is great. Um, on the news yesterday, I saw that this one factory that usually sews like um, leather bags or something. They're turning their, their like factory. Not, it's not a factory. It's like a garage downtown with a bunch of sewing machines. But they're going to turn it into uh, making those like those masks. So they're like sewing together two things of cloth. And then they're handing them out to the the hospitals, which is great. And it's it's really that point of the this time where we're becoming more as one rather than separating. And the partisanship and like all the negatives we're seeing with like a pandemic like this is starting to bring us closer together. Um, that's actually one thing I want to talk about on towards the end of the podcast, and that's um, growing together. So I'll write that write that down, but. If we're all working together towards a common goal, that's ultimately something I want to see many of us coming out of, um, coming out of this this pandemic. So now the next one is Prime Minister Boris Johnson of Britain tests positive for coronavirus. I mean, I, I assume he's he's still relatively young. He I think let me let me double check that. I just know he's been a meme in the past, you know, a couple years. He's fifty five years old, so he's kind of in that that iffy stage but um i'm sure he'll get through it. if he's a prime minister he'll he'll have the the aid and then the the health care that is possible to keep him going um wall street drops after its best three-day run since 1933 i think i mean i'm not no economic um economicist uh economist or anything but i feel like the 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 stock market is going to continue to rise and fall and it's just going to Keep going up and down. I mean, maybe I should get an economist on here, someone who knows a little bit more about the stock market than I do. But from what I've heard from the news is it, this is just going to keep happening until things tend to level out. Like Mac was also saying, it's big business. Until things go back to a little bit normal where people can start selling stuff, people can start buying stuff, people can start working again, the stock market's going to keep rising and falling. Uh, next headline is how did the U.S. overtake the world in new infections? I'll, uh, we'll read over that in a little bit, but keep that. We'll put a pin in there. Um, in one Italian region, sirens don't stop wailing for the dead. That's a depressing headline. Um, you know, people are obviously going to keep dying. Uh, they said, I think it was yesterday or the day before, we were 20 days out from the peak of the, the whole curve. So... The amount of reported cases of corona is going to keep going up for a couple days, but if that estimate is correct, then it should start decreasing, which would mean a more return to a normal life, but not quite as normal. Because, I mean, obviously, if 
we're going to hit this this peak and then we start going down if we get rid of all of our restrictions too early then it's going to lead to another rise because we won't know if we're still spreading it or not but for now i think we just got to sit tight and listen to the quarantines i know uh i think there's still like another week or two i think it's another week in liberty i'll have to double check that but i'm just kind of speaking out my butt right now and then the next headline is the uk salutes its health workers as new york mourns over mourns a casualty so yeah health workers are gonna keep passing on and like like i said i've been saying is it's it's hard because the people that are professionals that can help people are going to keep being exposed to more of this corona so they're going to be infected also um maybe not necessarily with all these um precautions they're taking but there is still a good chance so uh, let's go back to that one article how did the u.s overtake the world in new infections um Right here says China deeply flawed effort to provide broad testing for the virus has left the country to bind uh, to the extent of the crisis. Crisis. So, like Mac was saying, just the the whole push of um, test kits and the difference in quality in certain areas is probably a huge thing. Um, the U.S. is now number one, like Mac was saying, and then let's see. A doctor from the Columbia University says this could have been stopped by implementing testing and surveillance much earlier. For example, when they first imported cases were identified. Yeah, I mean, the United States is kind of a, a melting pot. That's that's kind of a big thing of us. And, you know, people like to travel. So if people are going all over the world and they're trying to come back, the spreads going to keep going. Um, the end of this article says, at least for now, China has contained the coronavirus with uh, draconian measures so I mean we're not as brutal I, I guess as China is right now but then again we also don't know like exactly what China what China is doing I mean we can do our best to em emulate what China's doing but we can't do everything that China is doing you know what I'm saying yeah, you know what I'm saying but uh yeah that's basically it for the headlines um it's just me trying to digest it make it a little easier to understand for you guys even though I don't know exactly what I'm talking about. But hey, that's what a high school senior is here for. And it's those thoughts and emotions and feelings that I'm here to provide to you. So now I think we could go talk about that topic I wanted to talk about earlier. And that was what I kind of hope to see with the coronavirus. And I mean, you, you don't want to say that there is a good thing that will come out of this, especially when lots of people are dying and people will continue to keep dying. But the one thing I hope to see is the sense of community come back to us as citizens in the United States. And I want to be able to say that we're growing closer together um, and becoming more as Americans than what we were a couple months ago when we we're all still like fighting it over each other um the election was supposed to happen so a lot of people just didn't have common views and that caused a lot of people to uh lash out at each other and become mad at each other so i feel like this is a great time to, to bring us together i know a lot of people are gaining new and better habits um every morning i go run three miles and on my runs i see way more people out than i ever used to see 
which is good, but it's kind of like, aren't we supposed to be quarantined? But at the same time, the government said it was cool to go outside. Um, that's just like that, that gray space that we're kind of going through. And, you know, I went, I went longboarding up in Smithville yesterday and that trail was, I don't, not packed to people, but there were so many people on that trail. And like, usually when I go longboarding out there, it's like a person here, a person there. This trip, it was like a person every two, three minutes we'd see someone and it was like interesting, which is good because that means more people are getting outside. And, you know, if people can garner these, these healthy habits just because of this virus, then I think some good will come out of it. Also, that sense of community. Um, I know every time I, I run by someone, I'll, I'll wave at them, say, hey, how are you doing? Um, making sure to stay six feet apart from them. And then it's just it's just nice to see that we're not all all angry at each other yet. You know, uh, I know I talked whenever this started getting real, I was talking about how there could be raiders, marauders. Maybe that's another topic for another day. But as of now, I think since we're all kind of put out there scared and alone, we don't know what's going on, what's happening. So it's just a good time to, to pick up good habits. I know yesterday I came this close to reading. I'm not a big reader, but um, my computer was having issues and I was playing like a video game, which I've been playing so many video games lately, which is honestly not good. But at the same time, what else is there to do? <laughs> you know, um, but there's been a bunch of bunch of like classic books that I haven't read yet. And I've been trying to read like I think over my bookshelf, I have like Fahrenheit 451. Catch-22 and The Great Gatsby. Those are three books I haven't read yet and I haven't been forced to read yet through high school. So I felt that would have been a good time to, to read those and um, delve into those worlds. And, you know, I, I've been reading a lot of uh, economic books. I've been reading the Freakonomic books, um, Super Freakonomics, uh, Window Rob a Bank, uh, books like that, which are fantastic, but they're not books that keep you engaged. Um, maybe freakonomics is a little bit more because it's like stories and they just like combine random topics but i feel like i don't have to continue reading that it's not like a story like how uh fahrenheit 451 will be or catch 22 it's not unraveling and i don't know what's happening next it's kind of like i can kind of predict what's going on so i feel like i could just skim over the chapter and it's not reading you know and then yeah um the third area of this today's podcast could be talking about just how uh what I've been doing in this coronavirus and this morning, like I said, I, I woke up, went on a run, um, indulged in that sense of community, being able to, to interact with people more than what we used to be doing. I went on my run. I made a work, um, a makeshift bench press. Um, like I said, I only have like a, a 10 pound or a 15 pound dumbbell barbell thing. It's like a five pound bar with six five pound weights so it's not like a lot and i'm definitely feeling withdrawals from lifting heavy weight um but i guess this is a good opportunity just to get shredded <laughs> and i've been I, I i worked out i did my uh my little workout but on oh, the makeshift bench press was something else i had two buckets and then i had we have like old two by fours for some reason and i just put those against the bucket most ghetto thing I've, I've probably done in a long time but then I like just laid down and did, did my bench press and you know I kind of feel my chest but I don't feel it as much as I would so you know you gotta you gotta make do with what you had um then I went inside made a, a smoothie played a little little minecraft I, I'm really considering streaming that maybe tonight because I don't have anything else to do but that would be something 
intriguing and then you guys can just see me working on my minecraft house um maybe even we can have a live q a and talk about stuff but uh i don't know that's up to you guys and then what else happened yeah i've just been just been gaming man trying to gain knowledge um my calculus live class has been going pretty well i'm pretty down for it um we all use google meets we'll hop on at 12 30 and he'll go through a little lecture and it's nice because we could ask him questions like through the the chat client or if we want we can unmute our mics and talk to him but for the most part people are really good about not messing with him and unmuting their mics and just screaming stuff you know i, I that's what that was my initial concern with online classes but that's it and then like i said at the top of the podcast a lot of my teachers are just pounding us with homework um and it's not like it's not doable it's just it's a lot different when you're not doing it at school and you feel like you don't have to actually do it but yeah that's about it for today um i'll see you guys tomorrow keep washing your hands and this is the way it's going to be for a little while unless thinking optimistically like uh the man himself mac newton just said earlier things can level out sooner than later keep washing your hands stay safe stay healthy stay quarantined, stay treventined. And uh, yeah, I'll catch you guys tomorrow. We'll have a, a different show. Hopefully I can get some guests on. Um, I know last week I planned this entire week out and now I don't have any people planned out yet, but I'll, I'll start working on that today. And yeah, I, I feel like I've closed this, this podcast like 12 times, but uh, I'll catch you guys tomorrow. I didn't have the chat open, my bad. I'll have it on tomorrow. But no, dude, I, MacGyver, dude, he is the coolest guy I know.